welcome back to Autoimmune and You. I'm your host, Erica. And I'm Rachel. So today, Rachel and I want to talk about insomnia and fatigue. And that's definitely something that every person with an autoimmune disease is dealing with. And I know that's something that we both, you know, have to talk about with our clients a lot because a lot of us, especially in the beginning when you're newly diagnosed, you're dealing with a lot of stress, anxiety, you know, you're dealing with pain, you're dealing with fear of the future and all that stuff prevents you from getting a good night's sleep. Yeah. It's definitely something that when I start working with clients, that is a big complaint of a lot of clients is that they're like not really getting good sleep. Mm -hmm. And it's a result of insomnia and of that chronic fatigue, which you would think, oh, chronic fatigue, like someone, I don't know, you just maybe picture them sleeping in bed all day, but that's not what it's like at all because it's kind of like they go hand in hand sometimes Mm -hmm. where you do feel this extreme chronic fatigue. And then all of a sudden you're up all night. And I definitely dealt with so much of that when I was first diagnosed and through like the first, I don't know, two, three years, even of my diagnosis. And it's now been four years. So like up, up until pretty recently, and it's scary. Like the chronic fatigue to me is really scary. The insomnia is definitely something that needs to be addressed as well. But the chronic fatigue to me is what really affected my life in such an like insane way, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I think that we should talk about insomnia first because sleep is a foundation of health. It's like sleep yep. and water are the two yep. things that you just yep. can't live without. And uh-uh. insomnia stops you from that. <laughs> hmm I mean, I've had periods of time where I did not sleep uh, for at least three months one time. This is not an exaggeration, Rachel. (laughs) I literally did not sleep for three months. Okay. I was losing my mind completely. Mm -hmm. I thought I was never going to be able to fall asleep again. Like my brain felt completely wired and no matter how exhausted I was, like I was so exhausted, Mm -hmm. but couldn't turn my brain off. And part of that was really because of the pain. Mm -hmm. So when you have this like constant, this was obviously in, you know, a really, really bad flare when I get Mm -hmm. the insomnia, because when you have this really dull ache, even if it's not extreme pain, when you have this dull ache going to bed and you cannot get comfortable Mm -hmm. and it's just this throbbing pain that prevents you from your mind relaxing enough to be able to fall asleep. It's literally the most frustrating thing that you could possibly deal with. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can deal with pain, but I cannot deal with not getting enough sleep because here's what happens. If you don't get a good enough sleep that night, guess what happens? It creates a ripple effect in your joints Mm -hmm. are going to continue to feel worse and worse and worse. And so what I talk to my clients about is above everything, above you perfecting your diet, above you doing absolutely anything. I'm like, we need to get you a good night's sleep priority Mm -hmm. hands down, because that will reset you because I've been in points where I'm not sleeping and I don't give a crap about my diet. I don't give a crap about anything. All I want to do is sleep. That's all you can think about Mm -hmm. is I want to sleep. I want to sleep. I want to sleep. And then, and then you go to bed and we talked about this, like you go to bed and you're telling yourself, I need to sleep. I need to sleep. I need to sleep. Uh-huh. But then you're keeping yourself up even more. By because, thinking that. Yeah. You can't think your way through to sleep. Yeah. 
you have to do the opposite. You have to not think to fall asleep. That's such a good point. Yeah. I think that pain keeping you up is the worst feeling. Like there is Mm -hmm. nothing that compares to that. It's so hard to even like explain. And actually I've had some people that are not clients that are not even like close friends that are just acquaintances that don't even have autoimmune diseases. And they're like, Rachel, I have had the weirdest joint pain over the past month and I Mm. cannot sleep because of it. And so this isn't even just an issue of people with diet diagnosed autoimmune disease. This is an issue of Mm -hmm. a lot of different people out there. And so I think that this could be really helpful for really anyone out there. If you have an autoimmune disease and you're listening to this, maybe you could share this with someone else because they might benefit from this too, because insomnia is not just, you know, something that people with autoimmune disease deal with. Mm -mm. And also joint pain isn't either, even though it's Mm -mm. obviously a very prevalent symptom of autoimmune disease, not everyone that deals with joint pain, hasn't a diagnosed autoimmune disease and joint pain is honestly, I bet you could ask a bunch of people out there and they would say that joint pain keeps them up at night. Oh yeah. They call it pain somnia. Oh my gosh. I didn't know know, that was a thing. I've seen it on Instagram a few times and I remember seeing that and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so true. It's pain somnia because that like I said, to be, you know, laying in bed and, you know, your knee hurts or your Mm -hmm. neck hurts or your wrist hurts, that whole process of being in bed is trying to position yourself into a comfortable spot so you can just relax Mm -hmm. just enough to be able to fall asleep. But that is like, I can't even tell you how many hours that's taken me at oh, certain yeah. points when I've been in really bad flares, you know, having uh, my husband prop my neck up. Oh, well, can, can I get my knee propped up? Like, oh, I need to, you know, sleep with my hand open. Do I need mm-hmm. to sleep with my hand closed? Like all these things keep your mind going. And when you're, like I said, when you're feeling that pain, what happens? You think of the worst case of scenario. Yep. Mm-hmm. You think, oh my gosh, my joints are getting worse. I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to feel like shit tomorrow. It's yep. going to be a ripple effect. And then those thoughts just spiral out of control. And that's too what perpetuates that insomnia. Yeah. I am thinking back to when I was first diagnosed and I talk a lot about when I was on bed rest and mm-hmm. I feel like people might think of bed rest as like, you know, you're in bed resting, but that, it is, it was the yeah. opposite. It was like, I'm sitting there exactly what you're saying. Could not get comfortable no matter how I laid and mm-hmm. I had to keep my knees elevated. And like, that was super uncomfortable to do. And they were like wrapped up. And even then with ice packs and using compression and elevating, like all the things you're supposed to do, it was mm-hmm. the most uncomfortable thing. So even though I was on bed rest for two weeks, I couldn't get comfortable comfortable. So I wasn't actually getting good rest. It was the worst. And also when I would like try to fall asleep because my knees needed to be elevated, I had to like sleep on my back and I am not a back sleeper. Yep. Yeah. And it's oh, just like I, a catch 22. It's like, what do you do? Like you, you're trying to do what's best for your body, but then you also really need to sleep. And then <laughs> yeah. I remember times when I would try to go on my side and just like put a pillow between my knees or something, but then my knees were so inflamed that I couldn't put any pressure on them like oh, on yeah. either side. And so it was this whole thing. And so while I'm dealing with this 
first extreme flare up that I ever had and like, didn't know what was going on during this whole diagnosis thing that I'm sure many people are, that are listening are so familiar with on top of that, you're not getting sleep. And then your mind continues to spiral. And it's just like you were saying this complete ripple effect where everything just feels like it's crumbling because again, sleep is the foundation of Mm -hmm. everything, especially your brain. Like if you're not getting enough sleep, your brain just cannot function correctly. optimally. no. And I mean, sleep is a time of detox. And I don't think Mm -hmm. people understand that enough. I forget the um, research that I read like a couple years ago, but they basically found out like the reason why we literally need to sleep is because our cells get rid of all the junk that is Mm -hmm. not necessary. And so when you're not sleeping, you're literally having a buildup of all this stuff in your body that it does not need. So you're not getting rid of this waste, which is inflammatory in itself, you know, whether you have an autoimmune disease or not. And so I think a lot of people in general, like, like we said, this conversation could really expand to anyone Mm -hmm. is that people underestimate the power of eight hours sleep because we all think we can just survive and run off a coffee and we're go, go, go. Mm -hmm. But ultimately we're not living our best lives because we're not living and thriving off of optimal energy levels whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, that time when I had not slept for three months, I can tell you my mood was so Mm -hmm. erratic. I was crying like every single day. I would just, you know, the simplest little thing, I would drop a little spoon on the the floor. (laughs) And I was just like, my whole world felt like it was crumbling because I, you're just so on edge when you don't sleep. Mm -hmm. So not only are you on edge and not only does it increase your anxiety and panic attacks, I mean, it just also Mm -hmm. amplifies the pain that's already in your body. And so getting to a place where you can actually sleep is probably the most beneficial thing that you could absolutely do for yourself. Like it doesn't matter if you're not sleeping for three months and you're eating this crazy raw vegan diet Mm -hmm. and juicing every day. Trust me, that pain is not going to go anywhere if you don't get at least a few solid nights of sleep. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe this is a good time for us to just kind of jump into what we personally do for that pain insomnia or insomnia when you just are laying there and can't get comfortable or laying there and just can't sleep. So Erica, what do you personally like to do for that? Well, first of all, melatonin. Mm -hmm. So I knew about melatonin, but I don't know. I just, you know, I didn't know enough people that were taking it. So I didn't know if like it was something that I should take. Like I really didn't know much about it other than like it's the chemical in your brain that helps you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really think about it at the time when I was dealing with insomnia until my naturopathic doctor was like, no, you need to take this every single night. Mm-hmm. And so taking the melatonin which I still do. It's been a year. I take it every single night, regardless. Oh, do you? Yeah. Regardless wow. if I, even my husband takes it with me, uh, you literally just do one drop of it. And mm-hmm. it's not that feeling where you get like really groggy and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, like it's kind of like that. Weird yeah. It's not transition. like a night, like a sleeping pill. No, it's like, I think that, that there's you're... like a weird misconception. People are like, Oh, melatonin. Like yeah. I used to take it um, a lot when I was dealing with 
uh, some pretty extreme insomnia too. And I never took drops though. I'm sure those are probably a lot more beneficial, but I was just taking these little like tablets. I think it was only like five milligrams or something. And it really did. It worked wonders. No, it really doesn't take much. And it instantly, like it just, it's not that, like I said, it doesn't give you that drowsy feeling, but it kind of turns off that overactive thinking Mm -hmm. and your mind is like, okay, I have you know, enough melatonin to help me fall asleep. Because Mm -hmm. basically what happens is as cortisol uh, goes down, as the night is ending, melatonin goes up. And so if you have really high cortisol levels because of stress and you're anxious before you go to bed, Mm -hmm. you will not produce enough melatonin to help you fall asleep. So it's literally comes down to like chemistry of what's happening. (laughs) So this is my thing, not just taking the melatonin, obviously creating a bedtime Mm -hmm. ritual. Okay. That's huge. Yes. You have to prepare your mind and body Mm. for this sleep without, without the thoughts behind it. It's not like I need to sleep. I need to sleep. I need to sleep. It's really creating a routine Mm -hmm. that fosters that natural sleep for yourself. And that's the thing that actually is the most beneficial because I've tried it the other way. I've tried to convince myself (laughs) while I'm laying in bed, like I'm going to fall asleep. It's going to (laughs) happen. You know, I've been there before and that doesn't help. So the only thing that got me out of it was creating the bed, a bedtime routine, Mm -hmm. which is like drinking some tea, you know, not looking at my phone after eight 30 or stuff like that, where I know it's getting your mind into this calm state to where you actually can fall asleep. The nighttime routine is so huge. So On social media, I talk a lot about my morning routines and my daytime routines when it comes Mm -hmm. to autoimmune disease, but I don't really talk about my nighttime routine because I'm usually off of social by that point. Yeah. But it is just as important as your morning routine and your daytime routine, if not more important. Yeah. Um, I have the same thing you were talking about tea and like melatonin. I used to take melatonin, like I said, from time to time. Now I have been taking CBD every night. So I just Mm, take like this tincture that I have and just put it under my tongue and I hold it there for like 30 seconds before swallowing. Mm -hmm. And then I drink tea right before I go to sleep most nights. Also another supplement that can help with sleep is magnesium at night. Mm -hmm. So magnesium is really good for bone and muscle and nerve health, as well as it can help you with sleep. Um, Mm -hmm. there are different forms of magnesium. So definitely look at that. I don't need to get into all of that right now, but definitely do your research on types and forms of magnesium because they each have a little bit of different uh, mechanisms for how they help your body. Another supplement that I personally take every day is called 5-HTP. And that actually um, is proven to help with sleep as well. I take it in the morning and in the evening. That is not one of those supplements that really just makes you just ready for sleep right away. It more so just like slowly works in your brain and helps Mm -hmm. the serotonin levels. Um, But that's something that I take every day as well. But yeah, that nighttime routine. So every single night, no matter what, I don't care what I did during the day. I don't care how tired I am. I always wash my face. Mm -hmm. I always moisturize my face. I always brush my teeth. I take my contacts out. I have an entire like ritual at the end of the night. I make sure that my home is clean because that is like, it sounds silly, but honestly going to sleep, knowing that everything is where it needs to be. And you're going to wake up the next morning without chaos in your face. is huge. Yep. I, a lot of times will make a to-do list for the day after and know like the things that I absolutely need to tackle the next day. That way I'm not thinking about them when I go to lay down. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then, I mean, we could get into this forever about ways to relax once you're in bed. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of things that I really like to do are visualization practice. I really like to do sound healing meditations when yep. I really can't sleep. And all I do is I like put it on this app on my phone. I really like the Unplug app or the Calm app or my two favorite meditation apps. Mm-hmm. Um, or also Calm has um, sleep stories on there too, mm-hmm. which sometimes are really helpful. Yeah. Or just, just YouTube. Just yeah, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I don't pay. I don't pay for a lot of things. I literally just type into YouTube. People ask me all the time, like, what do you use for this? What do you use for that? I'm like, just YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you can literally find 10 hour long sound mm-hmm. bath meditations that yeah. will pretty much help you out through the whole night. You can keep and- it on all night. Yeah. And a little tip for that though, is because, um, for me personally, I don't know. I really struggle with YouTube. I can never find the things that I'm really looking for. And I'll be like, Oh, this is a good one. And then I'll start listening and be like, Oh, this sucks. And then I'll have mm, to like search yeah. for a new one. So for me personally, I don't do that. Cause I don't know. I'm not very good at finding good stuff, but also if you have Spotify or Apple music or really any, so any sort of like music service, even like free versions, you can find the same thing. You can just search sound healing or calming or relaxation or meditation or whatever. And you can always mm-hmm. find something. There's so many ways to find, but no mm-hmm. matter what way you find something, find something that will actually like calm your mind. Cause there are some types of music out there, for instance, that might seem calming, but to you, it might mm-hmm. actually alert you more. So just kind yeah. of pay attention to the way that your body is feeling and your mind is feeling when you're listening to this stuff. Yeah. But that's something that helps me when I'm just laying in bed and also visualizing for the next day, what I need to get done. Like, what would it look like if my day was productive tomorrow or when I should say mm-hmm. when yeah. my di- yeah. day is productive tomorrow, what will I be doing? What will I feel like? And it sounds like it's making your brain think more, but it really is relaxing because you're It's reassuring. Of- it's reassuring. Exactly. It, yeah. And so just for context, I don't randomly just, well, in the beginning, I randomly just looked up like meditative videos, mm-hmm. but then once I got into Dr. Joe Dispenza and I talk about him, obviously almost every podcast, because <laughs> I listen to him like pretty much at least four days out of my week. He has guided meditations mm-hmm. um, for the morning time and for sleep to de-stress. He has different ones. And so I have a few that I really, really like, and that I do send to my clients, but yeah, listening to something that's calming, that's reassuring that Mm -hmm. you will get through this, that this will pass, that, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not stuck in this insomnia, that you will eventually be able to fall asleep and you'll Mm -hmm. be able to reset yourself it really does help. And I think that's, you know, highly underestimated these guided meditations and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And also one of the most important things that I've realized after many times of dealing with severe insomnia is that don't go into bed until you are so exhausted yeah. that you cannot keep your eyes open. Here's the biggest mistake. Trying to go to bed at an appropriate time because you think that's what you should be doing because, yeah, you're telling yourself, well, I need to sleep. I should be in bed by 10 so I can wake up, refresh and stuff. But if you are having overactive thinking and you physically, your body does not feel like it's ready for sleep, Mm -hmm. the best advice that I can give you that's helped me is that I don't go into my bedroom. Mm-hmm. I don't even go into my bedroom. I just stay in my living room. Either I'll read a book or something. Uh, reading actually is another thing that mm-hmm. really helps me uh, get really, really sleepy. Same. 
or just, you know, just sit there and get your body in that state of relaxation before you bring it into the bed. And so now I know I'm not getting into my bed until I can barely keep my eyes open. Mm -hmm. And that helps me because then I get into my bed and I'm like actually to a spot where I can't even keep my eyes open anymore. And I don't feel wired when I'm trying to sit there and I'm all restless. I'm like, Mm -hmm. um, this is my pillows all messed up. And (laughs) like I get all stressed. Yeah, I think that's an important point for when you are feeling a lot of that frequent insomnia. But I think in general, it's important to have um, getting into bed part of that routine and maybe reading a book in bed or maybe, um, like we said, listening to a meditation or something. Um, But yeah, if you are feeling that extreme insomnia, if you're in bed and you start feeling this insomnia, get out of bed, do something else, like get your brain relaxed in a different state and you don't have to be in bed to do that because you should be associating your bed with sleep. That is like, honestly, a really important key to understand here is that when you don't sleep and you deal with insomnia, you start thinking of your bed as torture because you know, you're going to lay there and you're going to be restless Mm -hmm. and you're going to be in pain and you're going to be annoyed at yourself because you're not falling asleep. So the best thing to do is keep all that energy out of your bedroom. Mm -hmm. Keep your bedroom a place of peace where you know Mm -hmm. that's where your body is going to rejuvenate itself for the following day. So if you kind of keep that out of your room and go to bed when you're really physically ready to go Mm -hmm. to bed. I'm not trying to say, you know, stay up till two o'clock in the morning, but get to a spot where is the, it is the most practical for you in your life, because I don't know what time you have to Mm -hmm. get up and go to work or whatever. And you don't want to be just sitting there, but cut that time down where you're laying in bed, feeling Mm -hmm. restless, feeling anxious and feeling angry about the situation. Yeah. Exactly. And there is something also to be said for, like you were saying, um, creating a calm environment in your bedroom, things like essential oils, or even like lighting some sage, some Palo Santo, like whatever you have, making sure that you are creating a safe and calm space so that you know that you're supported in getting to sleep. A couple of essential oils that could be really helpful are things like chamomile or lavender. Um, There's so many different like blends out there too. Just make sure that you're finding something that's actually quality because, you know, in our day and age, there's so many oils out there that aren't Mm -hmm. actually what they say they are. So do your research. But that is something that has helped me in the past as well is just really setting, kind of setting the stage for yourself for sleep. Yep. Totally. Well, this has been a really good discussion about insomnia. And I obviously there's still more that we could talk about it, but I do want to jump a little bit more into the chronic fatigue aspect. So we decided to break this up into two episodes. And so join us next week. We will definitely be diving more into chronic fatigue. Thank you so much for joining us. We want to remind you guys that we are not medical professionals, nor do we give medical advice. So please do not stop taking any medications without consulting your doctor. However, if you'd like to learn more about holistic ways to manage your autoimmune symptoms, we each offer private coaching services and would love to help you. Stay tuned for our next episode. In the meantime, let's connect on Instagram. We are at autoimmune and you, and we would love to hear from you. And if you want to follow each of our personal accounts, we would love that too. You can find our Instagram handles and our websites in the show notes. We'll chat next time. And always remember, you are more powerful than you think. I feel like we should have like lullaby music at the beginning.
<laughs> Get your CBD out and rub them on your joints. <laughs> this is going to need so much editing. <laughs>